Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your home News Radio 840 WHAS Good Sunday morning Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show Here with you for the next 30 minutes To answer your phone calls And open your eyes to real estate Keep you up to date on what's going on In the studio with me my dear friend Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Good to have you here, sir. Good to see you. Also in for uh, Brian O'Rear, who's taking a day off from our show, Andrew Lanzone, Lanzone who is a Homer Marine. And thanks for your service there, Thank sir. you. Yep. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, as uh, all um, home team inspection service inspectors are, former military. That is correct. Yep. And uh, so they really have a they zone in on the what they need to be doing and do a great job. You can reach home team at... Three five seven zero eight one three. Also, my son Craig, back by, again, popular demand with the show. Good to have you here. We're back. I need, I need some time to fill before football starts. So oh yeah, that why you're here. Yeah. Okay. okay, very good. All right, let us uh, go to the phones. By the way, um, we have a new handout, and I don't know if you want this, folks, but I am more than happy to send it to you. It's all about opting out of junk mail and pre-approved offers, so you can reduce calls from telemarketers. Reduce pre-approved credit insurance offers, because I keep getting all this stuff. Reduce email advertisements. If you want this, it's a full one page. Send me an email, bob at com, and say opt-out information. That's all you need to do. O-P-T, O-U-T, information. Opt-out information. I'll send it out to you ASAP. To the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Chris. Yeah. My agent keeps telling me about an escalation clause with a cap. I have no idea what that is. Could you help me? All right. Let's start with Chuck, because up until about a year and a half, two years ago, it was not legal to use it in the state of uh, Kentucky or in Louisville, at least in Louisville. You know what the escalation clause is? Go ahead. Go yeah, for it from a legal uh, standpoint. Well, from a legal standpoint, it's it's just offering uh, where you say, look, uh, I want to bid this, uh, but we'll bid X over uh, the next uh, anybody that bids out over top of us uh, up to a certain limit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an escalation clause. Uh, from a legal perspective, you're going to want to make sure that these are bona fide offers that are coming in. Uh, otherwise, you could find yourself caught up in a, in a bit of a trick bag, as they say. So let's go to Greg now, who is a great agent. And as we train with all of our agents on a regular basis, what's an advantage to you as an agent having in your pocket to be able to pull out and say, hey, let's to your buyer, let's use an escalation clause with a cap. What does that do for you? Well, it's an obvious advantage because we may go higher and better than any offer that you come in, but it's more important that the education is across the board, that your client knows what that is, and the agent on the other end, more importantly, knows, and that their seller knows as well because, as Chuck was saying, getting yourself into a hot bag of, of flaming doo doo, mm-hmm. uh, you could potentially, you know, if if they no one knows what this is, you could be behind rather than ahead, and not understanding what could come afterwards, having to rewrite the contract, all those things. But it certainly is a tool in the bag. No, that's a really good point about making sure the other agent on the other end, because we've had cases where our buyer agents use an escalation clause, but the seller's agent has no clue what it is, even though it's been a, it's been legal for more than two years or about two years. And just so you know, folks, here's why this is so important, especially if you are uh, buying a home in the fifty dollars to $350,000 price range where they are red hot right now. The absorption rate, which tracks how quickly homes are selling in those price ranges, are about two months or less. And um, anything under a five-month supply 
uh, is said to be a firm seller's market. So a two-month supply is incredibly hot. And so what it allows you to do, if Greg is representing Chuck, let's say I'm buying a house, if they decide to use an escalation clause and there are multiple offers coming in, Greg's offer for Chuck might say, and let's say the house is 200000 Greg's offer might say, and this is the escalation clause, that Chuck will give will pay, say, $2,000 over any other offer. That's the escalation clause. Up to, say, $15,000 over the accepted price. So that's the cap, the list price. So it could be 200000 and two. 202000 it could be all the way up to 215000 The tricky part about it is do you ask the other agent, the seller agent, to prove that there was another offer? you got to take them on face value, and typically uh, you don't. Yeah, I, you don't. I wouldn't. Um, right. Because, but it, but yeah. that's where that's where education comes yeah. in. If, sure. you're, if your buyer is aware that they're willing to go up to, and, hey, this is an attractive offer, well, then guess what? They have already set that expectation, and exactly. they'll be okay with it no matter what. Yeah, and the good news is it gets chucked the house. Unfortunately, it still has to go through appraisal. So if it doesn't appraise, you've got problems, and that could all fall apart. But the goal in this market for any buyer who's looking for a house, because in that price point that I talked about, it's so hot. And it's getting – it's with with the season slowing down, we're seeing less listings come on, but we're still seeing the same deluge of buyers come up on the market, and, yeah. it's, and we're seeing those numbers slide even below two. Yeah, so again, if you're a buyer, you can reach us, but if you're a seller, we need your homes, especially in that price range, all price ranges, because we're still selling. We just took an offer on a fairly high-priced home accepted uh, as of uh, today, so that was a good thing. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. My name is Christy. Yeah. Winter is coming, and I plan to sell my home in a few months, and I'm about to cover the pool. What happens if the buyer wants to see the pool in working order? Oh. What should I do now to help the buyer? That's a great question. What would you suggest? Um, well, obviously, what we've seen in the past, uh, typically what sellers will do, um, they will actually pay to have a pool company come out, reopen the pool, uh, just so that they can see it, uh, see it working. The pool company can do an inspection on it, and then they close it back up again. I know that that can be uh, kind of expensive, especially um, uh, during the winter time. But um, that uh, I've, I, that's what I've seen in the past. My concern is if you've got snow or ice and the pool is frozen, yeah. that's going to be a problem. They're not going to do that, or right. it could be almost impossible to do it. What I would suggest: tell me if you guys think this is a smart thing. You're going to close the pool up right around now, anyway. And maybe you already did, but the the company that you're using, if you're using a company, if not, if you were going to do it yourself, I'd say bring it in a company and have them inspect the pool, put it in writing so you've got that yeah. to hand over to the the buyer's agent that goes to the buyer to show that you maintain it, it's been inspected as of this date, and so they know it was working when you put it to bed for the winter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A step further, I've had a buyer come out or a seller rather come out and have us come shoot pictures and video before they listed their house, yeah. knowing they were going to list in the winter. So if you're thinking about it, give us a call. We'll come do that for you. But that's one of those things. You can have that done so it looks nice and it looks presentable. Actually, you bring up a really good point. If you are a seller thinking of, fall, of us listing between now, here in the fall, and into early spring, and you want us to list it, you call us. We'll come out. We'll shoot pictures now before the leaves really drop. Oh, yeah. We'll have them on file. Then when you can list it, we'll have you do some paperwork, but we'll have you ready to go right when you're ready at the beginning of 2018. Even if there's snow outside, you'll have good stuff. All right, back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekulder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, Bob. This is Deb. Yeah. I'm thinking about selling my house because my neighbor down the street has a yard that is a disaster. Uh-oh. And is it going to 
devalue my house or what can I do to get him to clean it up? All right. So let's start first on the legal side. This is I don't think this is such an unusual problem. Chuck. No, it's probably not. Yeah. What what can Deb do and what can other people who are listening do if their neighbors or either next to him or down the street have an eyesore? I know we've got one in my neighborhood around the corner and on another block that needs to be cleaned up. What can we I do and what can they do? Okay. Well, yeah. obviously, uh, you can uh, go back and uh, sue them for diminution of value. Uh, the diminution, dim, of, diminution diminu- of value. And there's uh, an attorney word if yeah, I, I know. They're, they're, their house is bringing down the values in the neighborhood and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd probably first uh, complain to the homeowners association if there's not a homeowners association. Really, what I would probably do is uh, if if it's that horrible, it's probably violating a number of codes. Right. Call code enforcement. Ah, and is that what number is? Is that you, oh, it's whatever the number is for the whatever city, the code enforcement, is, yeah. and then. So you file I'll a claim at, with code enforcement? You can say, hey, there's all these violations over here, and they generally will go out and look at that kind of thing. All right. Now, so let's take it from um, the standpoint as a, an agent who would list your home. And I don't speak for all agents, but I would tell you that a neighbor next to you mm-hmm. on either side or across the street visible, if the yard, for example, the front yard of the neighbor across the street is a mess, you're going to have a problem because the buyer is going to look around before they make the offer, and they see a problem. Mm-hmm. Across the street, next to you, and this has happened where buyers have been in the backyards. They've looked across the, to the next door neighbor's backyard, and it looked like a junkyard. And they walk away because they don't want to live next to that type of thing. Right. So your your actions, you're saying, I'd say, call the homeowners association. Get get all over the homeowners association. Yeah. See if they can't maybe uh, clean things up a bit. And if not, um, like I said, if it's that much of an eyesore, yeah. it is probably a code violation. So, and and just so you know, we're not. You would not suggest that they go knock on the door and say, hey, am I going to sell my home? Would you mind? Unless they're nice and you yeah. can say, hey, if, if I see you outside, you mind if I mow your grass on Sunday? I got right. an open house. Or can up. I come over and help you pick up? I don't think anybody's going to do that. I'm going to yeah. help you pick up your backyard. Wishful no. thinking. Yeah, I don't think so. And plus, yeah. you don't want to get on their bad nerves on their Yeah. Because you, know, you don't know what could happen. It's, it's, I mean, you know your neighbors. Maybe you don't know your neighbors. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, maybe a hot apple pie would help out. Yeah, yeah, with a note that says, please, says, mm, please, please, your lawn. Yeah, please <laughs> clean up. All right. Back. Hope that helped you, Deb. Uh, back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, Bob. Hey. I'm listing my house. My agent wants to list it for 110000 uh, My wife thinks that we should list it for 129000 What do you think? So... Here's what I would tell you on this, Fred, and, and this is not the first type of question that we've fielded like this. So a lot of times people ride around neighborhoods and they check on prices. They look on the newspaper and they say, oh, this one sold for $129,000. let us put ours on the market for 129000 But this is exactly why you need to talk to a real estate agent. A professional real estate agents throughout southern Indiana and Louisville can come out they give you what is called a CMA, a competitive market analysis. And what we're doing when we do this is we look at the price per square foot of what a home sold for in the neighborhood. We then, and only look, by the way, homes that are identical to yours. If you've got a walkout basement, we'll look at homes of the walkout basement. If you've got a ranch, we'll only look at ranch because that's how an appraiser looks at this stuff. And then we'll be able to give you, and actually, you can see for yourself what other homes actually that are comparable to yours sold for, not just by driving around, which is really the hard way to go. 
As for your situation, your wife wants 129. Your real estate agent says, I think, what do you say, 110? 120, yeah. Something yeah. like that. So what I would tell you in my gut feeling is you always want to try to put it on the market for as much as humanly possible, because especially in the in that price point and in the hot market that we're in in that price point. But at the same time, if you put your home on the market for too much money, it will slow the sale down. And the more time on the market, the less it's worth because a buyer will start saying, why hasn't this sold if it's been on the market, say, 100, 180 days? So you can do yourself a disservice by pricing it too high. One thing you could do is test the water at a higher rate and then come down two weeks later if you're not getting any offers. The other thing is to try to pick a, a price a little bit in between the two and then see what happens. And then if it doesn't sell, then you start bringing it down. Hopefully that helps you. If you are thinking of selling your home, not a problem. We have a 150-step, soon to be 200 steps, Greg. 200 and counting. But, two, yes, 200 uh, minimum. Uh, yeah, we're working on we're trying to combine the 150 step with the 200 with a 50 step to make one. We've got steps. Yeah, we got steps. So if you want free of cost, no obligation, send me an email, Bob at WeSellLouisville dot com, and tell you what, just put steps S T E P S in the subject line. I'll know what you're talking about. We'll send you it out so you'll be able to take a look at it. If uh, you are looking about, well, maybe thinking about selling your home, call me anytime three seven six. Five four eight three. We're going to take a break in the studio. Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. You can reach them anytime, 499-6360. Also, Andrew Lazone, who is with Home Team Inspection Service at 357-0813. And my son, Greg, who is not only a great realtor, but he also takes incredible pictures. He's actually surpassed me, but I won't tell him that too loudly because it will go to his head in a variety of ways, video and all the stuff that we do with our listings. And you can reach him through me anytime. Three seven six five four eight three. Back in a moment on News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello, everybody. Brian O'Rear with Home Team Inspections, the number one home team inspection business in the entire nation. And team makes all the difference. We bring a team of professionals to inspect each home. Multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough and efficient look at your property. Our teams consist of military veterans. They understand the value of professionalism, attention to detail, and going above and beyond to serve your needs. Visit us at hometeam-louisville.com to schedule your inspection today. Get the team. Get home team. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations. And as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. When homes are selling fast, who can ensure you'll get the most money for yours? 
I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've managed agents who have sold homes for thousands of dollars over list price. The key is to hire the agent with a smart, aggressive marketing plan. In Louisville, no agent sells more homes than Bob Sokolar. His marketing attracts over 1,000 buyers month after month and allows him to put an immediate cash offer on your home and offer flexible fees. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get top dollar for your home. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show. Hope you're having a good Sunday morning in the studios with us. Chuck Crosby, Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Brian O'Rear is off, but Andrew Lazone has become a regular home team inspection service uh, and a Marine. And thank you for your service, sir. Thank you again. 357-0813. And uh, quite frankly, they do a great job. And my son, Greg, also here in the studio. You're actually shooting some video of us. Uh, and we'll put that. We'll post that on probably a We Sell Louisville site whenever you get a chance. Greg, just send that to me, and you can reach me at uh, him and me three seven six five four eight three. Okay, you know that more than half of all buyers are surprised when they hear the closing costs. Now, Chuck, you go over those yeah. with on a closing disclosure. But have you noticed that sometimes they don't realize that those what the fees are that these are and what the totals stand for. I find that uh, if they start looking at each line item, uh-huh. of course we go over each line item, uh, they tend to glaze over. What they're looking for is that one bottom line, typically. What they get back. Yeah, what, or what they get back or what they have to bring to closing. So uh, I can't count the number of closings we get through where I'm going through each of the expenses, mm-hmm. telling them where it goes, what it's for, et cetera. And they say, wait a minute, is my check right? That's, yeah, that, that's that, big, that is frequently yeah. what they're worried about. I don't see a whole lot of sticker shock anymore. Um, I would tell you that according to a new survey yeah. conducted by Closing Corp, over half of all home buyers are surprised by the closing costs required to obtain their mortgage. Ah, uh, you know, you don't think so? I, I wonder if if it's uh, if they're looking at the trees and that surprises them, but they're fine with the forest because. Uh, very rarely mm-hmm. do I see people saying, oh, well, I'm supposed to bring X to closing. Oh, my God, that's way more than I expected. Yeah, do you yeah. not see that at all? I, okay. I, I, I do see it. But, I but not as, all. yeah, and I don't, th- I don't necessarily agree, but this is closing corporate, who knows. Yeah. After they surveyed 1,000 a, a first-time home and repeat home buyers, results reveal that 70%, 17% of all home buyers were surprised. Well, that's, that's yeah. a, a minimal amount. Well, you know, I, I just have to wonder. They, yeah. they, they're given the estimates at the beginning, and yeah. they look at one lump sum number, and, okay, I'm good with this. But then all of a sudden they see that one lump sum number is made up of about 20 different items. Things, right. And it's that, oh, my God, there are 20 items that I'm paying yeah. for? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yep. The way to avoid this, by the way, folks, is talking with your real estate agent and talking with your loan officer to make sure you understand all the fees and then uh, when a closing disclosure is issued, and that's three days prior to closing as by at the trade guidelines, at least yeah, three days. At least. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Stakoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. So, hi, Bob. Yeah. Uh, my name is Justin Stewart. Hey. Um, so I'm a buyer, and uh, there's a house I'm interested in, and the roof and the disclosure says that it's five years old, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling that it's much older than that. Mm. What should I do? Oh, well, uh, listen. Um, the question, of course, is: Is it is it wearing poorly? What do you see on a regular basis, Andrew? Well, um, typically, I don't want to say uh, sellers are being uh, nefarious. Typically, um, 
sometimes they they do do that uh or just like you were saying um you know the shingles themselves are just uh are wearing very poorly um you know it's with roofs it's the same as anything else i mean you you pay for what you get for honestly or if the um, ventilation inside at a it, cooling is not adequate, there could be s- several factors that are that are causing a roof to uh, to degrade uh, prematurely, um, or it could just be that the roof is just older. The problem, yeah, it could be. I mean, it could be the fact that the this, and let's give them the benefit of the doubt. The seller right. thought it was newer, and then all of a sudden it turns out to be older. But Chuck, one of the big fallacies in the um, in the roofing world is a twenty five, thirty, thirty five, forty year roof doesn't necessarily mean it's going to last 25 30 35 so 40. Yeah. yeah and it's even though it says that uh again from a legal aspect i know we're in a litigious society can you s- go after the manufacturer for proration of the remainder of the roof life that should have been there i'm wondering if uh, that would be worthwhile oh, because uh, of the cost yeah the yeah. cost to do it might exceed the the uh, amount you'd recoup yeah. I'm sure there's some class action guy out there that would do it. Love but, to do it, uh, yeah. yeah. All right, all you people, line up, and we're going to put a class action. Okay. You'll get your new roof in 15 years. Yeah, good luck on that. No, your point well taken. <laughs> Back to the check for 2555. Yeah. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Stacoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This hey. is Samantha. Yeah. I bought a house, and I didn't have a survey. I'm beginning to think my neighbor's fence is on my property. Am I too late to do anything about it? Hmm. So it depends on how long ago, Chuck, that yeah. she bought the house. What are, what are the guidelines? What are you looking at? Well, uh, it depends. Um, is it her fence? Is it their fence? Who mm-hmm. put it there? Where the line is? Certainly you can't tell anything until you get a survey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how long has it actually been there? Uh, typically most people don't mind, but if they have a, a fence on your side of the line, and it's definitely their fence, and it's definitely on your side. Well, there may be some things you can do. Um, there is, of course, always the adverse possession, open, exclusive. I was it open, continuous, exclusive, adverse, and notorious possession mm. uh, for the statute of limitations, which in this case would be 15 years. Uh, they might could keep it there, but uh, nine times out of ten, uh, it's you know something innocuous. Maybe uh, the fence was a few feet over, but you can force them to move it if they're if you're within a certain time frame. What well, again? What again? Let's just you, be specific okay. on the time frame. What are we looking at? Uh, well, at least fifteen years. If uh, you're okay. not fifteen years, then you can do something about it. Uh, generally, though, uh, the easier way to handle it is uh, go ahead and just give them an easement. Uh, let them keep the fence there, but. The easement is going to state that hey, we allow you to put it here, but when it's uh, if it's removed or whatever, uh, it isn't allowed to be put back on this spot. It's and can you charge money for that? Say to the neighbor, listen, I'm going to give you an easement, but it's going to cost you. It could, but okay. I mean, how much money are we going to talk? I don't know. And how much distance are we talking? I, mean, I don't know. If it's and a who, couple of inches on one end, and and who, what, when, and where? I just yeah. heard a story the other day, a closing about the Muhammad Ali case, where there yeah. was on his property, right. where they had done fence and rock and all, and they had to pull everything. Exactly. Wow. There. Yeah. I've, and then I've they just them. closed that down, so yeah. they weren't. Yeah. They yeah. 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 That was a whole other. Well, that's not good. I've yeah. seen them where you have you know pay several thousand dollars to get the uh, to get the easement or not, but. You know. Well, let me give you a little follow-up on that because yeah. this is kind of interesting. One of our great agents, Dane Melton, represents buyers. They had a survey done, but the buyers disagree with the guidelines or the lines that the surveyor came up with. Mm-hmm. What does what does the buyer do? Can the buyer go back to the surveyor and say resurvey, or do they? Well, that ends up in the court, and you let the judge determine which surveyor is correct. 
interesting. And yeah. I mean, are there really a could there be a, a difference on a survey? You got to think they go by meets and bounds. Well, but yeah. where do you start? Uh, where you start is always a big issue. Yeah. Okay. And was the was this an entire subdivision? Are we talking a meets and bounds? No, it's just this or, one property. I know this for a fact. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, is it is it a meets and bounds description? Is it a lot that's already been surveyed is there a bigger out? Bigger issue here. Yeah. Yeah. There's, or it's the buyer's interpretation right. of what he thought sure. versus the good Plus, news is Dane had told him to get the survey first before he closes, right. so he can get away and get out of it if he wants to. I've yeah. seen lots where everybody has their house on their neighbor's lot. Uh, oh, off, really? Off of Blevins Gap Road. Oh. And, uh, uh, you know, the the first one, it had been owned by the same family, all these different lots, for yeah. below these many years. Yeah. And uh, the only way we were able to straighten everything out with whose property is where was to have the 90-year-old farmer up on top of the hill walk us back to where his pappy had laid a stone uh, and then start going off of that. What uh, a nightmare. Well, yeah. Oh. And, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars later, everything can be resolved. But the fact of the matter is everything can be resolved if you're willing to, you know, if it's a couple inches, don't go thinking you just hit the jackpot. But, right. you know, yeah. it's, it's easily fixed. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hey, Bob, this is Tracy. Yeah. Um, I just got an inspection report back on a house that I'm buying. And two things that concern me um, were there. there's a beautiful basement bathroom but they caught on that there's no window or there isn't a vent a fan or vent uh, in that bathroom also there is a floor joist that is notched excessively mm. and i'm curious as to whether i should ask for those or how do i find out what um it would cost to repair something like that uh, also there is a shower in that bathroom so we're obviously concerned about the moisture uh, so okay so what would you suggest on that Okay, so um, with the basement bathroom, um, generally it is fairly easy to add an exhaust fan. That's really all they need uh, is, an, is an exhaust fan just to help with... But uh, exhausted outside, it, right? It has that to go be a outside. Problem, right, because otherwise you're putting mold or moisture into the joist. Right? Uh, yeah, we do see that from time to time. Well, someone will, will just come in and put a, um, an exhaust fan in that bathroom, and then they just vent it right into the, into the basement. Well, that, that doesn't really solve the problem. Yeah, it doesn't at all. Um, so it has to vent to the exterior of the house. Uh, uh, the uh, the floor joist um, generally that's a fairly easy uh, easy repair. I've seen them um, reinforced uh, several different ways. If the floor joist itself doesn't look like it's actually um, failing, mm-hmm. um, then generally just a uh, um, resupporting the, the the joist and I that, think it that was can be done. Sistering, yeah, you boards. can sister it. I've yeah. seen um, uh, actually a support post put directly underneath to support uh, that section. Yep, yeah. yep. I actually have that in my house. And, and just so you know, I've got somebody who uh, we think does a really good job. If you want to, I'm not going to give him a plug on the air, but just, uh, Tracy, call me, and I'll give you the um, the name of the, this group that can do you, uh, do some work for you, uh, 3765483. All right, before we go, we're expecting mortgage interest rates to notch up over the next couple of months. The Fed has done this, I think it's twice so far this year. There's a third time they had anticipated notching up this year. Well, the good news is, according to the most recent numbers, mortgage interest rates have actually dropped a little bit. I know they fluctuate back and forth. And now there's something new. There's a mortgage company that is willing to do this for millennials, which I think is a really cool idea. Um, You know, the student loan debt for a lot of people who are going to college or have gone to college is out of control. Well, this mortgage company is now saying they're going to 
qualify a buyer, a millennial buyer, that would not only qualify them for a loan, but to also help them pay off up to, I think, $13,000 of their wow. student debt, loan debt. So we'll track that. Uh, the company is uh, Eagle Home Mortgage. Don't know anything about them. This may be something that we'll talk about more, but I just wanted to let you know. We are out of time. My thanks to my buddy Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, at 499-6360. Good to have you here, sir. We'll see you next time. Also, in for Brian O'Rear, Andrew Lazone, who is a Marine. And, again, thank you for doing that, all of uh, our servicemen and women around the country and the world. We thank you for your service. And uh, Andrew is with Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach them at 357-0813. My son, Greg, also, who, by the way, if you want to see what the future of pictures will be like for our listings around the, not only Louisville, but around the country, the future is actually now. We've been leading the area for the number of two, three years with our 3D photographs. You do a great job, buddy boy. And you can reach me anytime at 376-5483. Out of time. See you next week on News Radio 840 WHAS.